You're listening to On the Retire Road with Calandra Financial, hosted by Phil Calandra. everybody this is Phil Calandra and you are on the retire road so glad you could join me today thanks for tuning in as always if you have questions that you'd like addressed on the program just shoot them over to me you can send them via email at phil at calandrafinancial.com that's phil p-h-i-l at calandrafinancial.com you can always call us 678-218-5925 so what I wanted to talk about today was the difference between a traditional investing approach and a goals-based investing approach. And goals-based investing has really been gaining in popularity over the last decade because it makes a significant shift in the way that we think about investing our capital. So as a goals-based investor, you would believe, or we believe, that investment problems and challenges are best addressed in the context of the investor's goal. What's the purpose behind their investment strategy? What's the purpose of the investment program? And by aligning your investment solutions with your goals, you have a much better, much better opportunity to measure the actual real-world outcomes that you're looking to accomplish. So we want to build portfolios that service our financial plans, that help us accomplish our most cherished goals. So each investment-related goal consists of really three different stages or three stages to a journey, if you will. And you've probably heard of some of these before. So if you're in the accumulation stage of your investing career, your investing life, you're in what we would call the gain stage. You're still building your nest egg. You're working, you're plowing money into the 401k, as heavily as possible, you're investing in your brokerage accounts, you're in the accumulation building stage, you're in the gain stage. Next, you transition into the preservation stage or what we call the protect stage. And then finally, when you get to retirement, you have no no paychecks coming in, you're in the distribution phase of your journey, we call this the spend stage. So it's important for investors to understand and face the different primary risks that each of these three stages have. So I want to break these down to you. So we have the gain stage, the protect stage, and the spend stage. When you're in the gain stage, a reasonable risk metric is one of volatility. The mathematical rationale behind why volatility as a measure of risk can be valid under certain conditions is really well understood in the financial services industry because if you're facing volatility in the market that's the ups and downs most people think of volatility as a negative thing we think of volatility in the context of the market retreating or going down in a drawdown pattern but volatility also can be to the upside when we see a big spike upward in the market That is also volatility. We just don't think of that way. So when you're in the accumulation stage, you've got to manage your behavior 
so that volatility doesn't create uh, an, a mistake that you're going to make that you're, you're going to regret. In the, protect, in the protect stage, a better metric for risk is drawdown or absolute loss. While volatility can accompany investment losses, it is a secondary effect. An absolute loss or drawdown is voluntary. It only happens when you sell. So if you're in the accumulation stage and you ride out or you hold through the volatile pattern, you do not guarantee a loss. You just guarantee volatility, upwards and downwards. So defining risk as drawdown in the protect stage provides a much more uh, straightforward treatment of this primary risk during this particular stage of your investment journey, during the protect stage. Then the investor in the spend stage, so now you're retired. All this work you've put into building your nest egg, you're in, the investor is in the, the decumulation or the distribution phase, and with ongoing expenses in your budget, such as paying for your housing expenses, your health care coverages, your living expenses, your travel budget, we really designate the primary risk in the spend stage as longevity. The number one fear for the American retiree is how do I make it to retirement, make it through retirement without running out of money before I run out of breath. So longevity is the primary risk. How do I make certain that I don't run out of money? And thinking in terms of longevity can provide a startling insight as to the types of investment management strategies, the types of investment vehicles, and the types of construction of your portfolio that can best address that risk. Ultimately, the fundamental definition of risk must change and it evolves and it, it has to adapt over time as you the investor transition from one stage to the next from the gain to the protect to the spend stage likewise if the if the investment strategy and the construction of your portfolio decisions are aimed at mitigating risk we must also change and adapt to each new stage. A portfolio in the gain stage is going to have different characteristics and attempt to mitigate different risks than a portfolio that's in the protect or the spend stage. So that's very, very important. So if we begin to look at what goal-based investing is, it's centered on you. It's centered on the individual. Traditional investing has the, the focal point on the institution what is the financial instrument or the investment vehicle that that institution specializes in. For example, if you work with a bank, a personal banker, then everything would look like a certificate deposit or a banking type of an account. If you work with a Wall Street broker, then everything might look like a specific mutual fund or something of that nature. But if you're really a goals-based investor, it's centered on you. It's not, uh, it's not product-centered. Uh, products are selected by your goals. Remember what I had said. The portfolio construction builds to the plan, the financial plan, and the financial plan serves your cherished goals, what you're trying to accomplish. So you have to focus on progress towards reaching your goal. And it's not always about rate of return. And I see this a lot. We talked about this 
uh, last week in the investment smart investing segment, it's not only the rate of return that you make, but you also have to be monitoring how much volatility or how much risk that I have to go through to achieve the rate of return that I got. So there's really this multi-risk awareness when you're focusing as a goal-based investor. How do we get there is the goal-based investor's question. Traditional investing would ask the question, where are we going? And they're very, very different. So the path that investors commonly encounter along their financial journey are very, very different. They're going to be focusing on different things in the different stages. So when you're in the accumulation or the gain stage, you're really focused on volatility. How do I accumulate wealth without panicking or without allowing the volatility to prevent me from reaching my goal? That's the dominant risk. In the preservation stage, we have to, we have to protect ourselves from loss or drawdown, real drawdown loss, but we also have to keep an eye on accumulation. You can't just protect and preserve all your capital by putting it in a tin can or under a rock. You still have to have an element of growth and accumulation throughout your prepared retirement. And then finally, the longevity risk that's associated with the spend stage, we want to accumulate, preserve, and distribute all at the same time. So you can see how getting into retirement and the things that you're going to do in retirement are very, very different than the things that you're going to do when you're in the accumulation or in the gain stage. And I always, I always say this, the advisor, there are a lot of great financial advisors and financial salespeople, investment professionals. The advisor that gets you to retirement may not be the best professional to get you through retirement because they haven't had to deal with and mathematically figure out the accumulation, preservation, and distribution formula uh, over periods of time. So that's very, very important. So again, goal-based investing is something that we want to uh, reframe, well, kind of reframe the question, reframe the, the conversation so that we're going about building the portfolio in the best possible way. I'll give you an example. If you are just starting out, uh, maybe you have a young family and you're in the gain stage, you're in the accumulation phase of your financial journey, well, one of the primary things you may have as a goal is funding your children's future education. You know, maybe they would have aspirations to go to the university. So one of your goals might be to provide them with a, um, the funding necessary for a state, in-state school education. You might have a goal if your little Johnny or Susie is a genius at the age of two, you might decide that you want them to have an Ivy League education. And that would require a different level of uh, strategy, different level of saving or investing for you to achieve that cherished goal. At the same time you're saving for little Susie and little Johnny's education in the future, you also have to pay attention to your own financial future. You want to be able to do both. I had this conversation with a client just this morning, and they're really perplexed. They, they have two young children, ages six and four. They really want to put money away in their college accounts for their children, but they also are keeping an eye on their own financial future and their retirement. He's self-employed, 
she works part-time, but they now recognize after some baseline planning, they have to do both. They can't sacrifice their retirement and their financial independence years in the future just to put away enough money for little Susie or Johnny's education, state school or Harvard for that matter. So the investment strategies that they're going to employ, the things that you're going to do, are going to look a little bit differently. But a couple things that we always want to kind of root, uh, anchor down in our investment strategy. We want to have a global perspective. The ability to target opportunities in various segments of the equity market. If you look back over the last decade, uh, maybe more, 15 years, the United States stock market has obviously been the preferred way to invest in the market. That doesn't mean you should abandon international markets, emerging markets, Asian markets. We want to have a global focus because that time will come where the U.S. market underperforms some of the other asset classes. In your investment strategy, you want to be flexible. You want to have the ability to make portfolio adjustments in order to adapt to different market changes. For example, we're entering into an election year in 2020. Do you know the historical dynamics, the historic dynamics of an election year and the post-election year, regardless of the political party that uh, you favor or that wins election? We have current event risk every day. I mean, we talk about every other day you hear about China, if there is a China deal, if there's not a China deal. We want to build our portfolios with flexibility because of current events and historical periods. And then thirdly, you want to really be balanced. One of the things that I like to look at is screening the opportunities. So use some mechanical, rules-based, tactical approach to screen opportunities through a balanced set of quantitative and qualitative perspectives. That's the best way to build a rules-based mechanical portfolio um, that takes advantage of this type of balance. So after you've done those things, you're in a better position to build this goals-based portfolio, regardless of the, the particular uh, journey or phase of investing that you're in. But one of the things that most people uh, don't realize they do as they get into the protect or the preservation stage or even the spend and the distribution stage what we're seeing now more than ever is people are being too conservative too conservative and there's been many many academic studies if you'd like any of this research data just contact me I'm happy to provide it to you but there's been number of empirical studies done that show if you become too conservative or you preserve or protect to the extent that you're not actively managing for a rate of return, at least the long-term average of the S&P 500, or beating inflation, straight-line inflation, by 2 to 3%. If you're not doing that, then you increase the odds, actually, of running out of money, as opposed to the mindset that, ah, I'm retiring next year, or I'm already retired, so I need to put all of my money into bonds, or I need to put more money into CDs at 1%, or I went to an advisor and he recommended that I put everything into an annuity. No, no, no. You want to be very careful about how you structure the portfolio, and it has to be plan-driven to service your cherished goals. 
that is the simplest way for me to describe a goal-based approach. And then understanding the fundamentals and the dynamics of the market. I don't have time to go into that today, but maybe I'll do a podcast in the coming weeks just on history. Yeah, I, I love history. I, I could have been a history major in school, the History Channel, even if it's sports history, political history, American history. There's so much that we can learn from what's happened in the past. That doesn't mean it's always going to be different uh, or, or going to repeat itself in the future, but we can learn from it. So I might do a podcast in the coming weeks on kind of market dynamics and history. And I think that would give you some interesting insight that you might not have heard before. So, you know, keeping in mind goal-based investing is something that uh, may be new to you. We're focused generally on products. We focus generally on rates of return. I encourage you not to do that. If you'd like to have a conversation with me about your goal-based investing, give me a call, 678-218-5925. You've been on the retire road. This is Phil Calandra. Tune in next time.